1: And welcome back to another episode edition podcast. The last minute thoughts from your friends here at Tourist Show Times. My name is Robert Finn, as always, with JB Scott. JB, I'm still reeling from a heartbreaking loss. Um, It hurts. It hurts. I'm not going to lie.
0: According to Sean McVeigh, it doesn't mean expletive. So (laughs) we should probably put it in the rearview mirror, right? Just completely forget about it. So. That would be right. healthy, but not necessarily what I'm doing
1: <laughs> absolutely right, yeah, mcVeigh, I hear you it doesn't mean ish, but you know, as a fan, I feel like we had that victory in our grasp and it slipped away and Let's talk about that j b because um I don't know, I don't know, um yes. There were some things that maybe I would have liked to see, but um, overall, before we get into some of the details here, what were your thoughts about that game?
0: Well, it was certainly painful. It was within reach. Uh, You're up 17-0 to in the first half, and it really all, the collapse started with that third and one call where they went empty and took a sack, and you run the ball, maybe you don't even get the first down, but you're in reasonable field goal range, so... The one thing you can't do is go backwards, and that's exactly what they did, and it was just downhill from there. You still were, you saw a chance to win it at the end, and you came up short, and I think it's just a questionable decision at the end of the game, and really a series of questionable decisions that got you to that point, so it was just par for the course that day, but everyone's zero and zero here heading into the playoffs, and that's all that really matters at this point. Yeah,
1: and that's really what we have to focus on. I think as a team, that's what they need to focus on too, right? I'm sure they are. They're You know, they put that behind them at this point. No matter how frustrating it was for us as fans, it must have been frustrating for them as a team as well. Looking at some of the stats for that game, um, man, so pretty close, right? In terms of overall plays called, 67 plays that the 49ers ran versus 64 that the Rams ran. So a, a difference of three, right? But JB, for me, there was a huge difference there, a huge gap between the total yards. 49ers, 449 yards total, the Rams, 265. JB, is this a trend
0: for the Rams? You know, I don't think so, just because you didn't get hardly any production on the ground from Sony Michelle or from the brief opportunities we saw with Cam Akers. So I don't think that's what you'll see from the Rams moving forward and the defensive line for the 49ers have been playing extremely well as of late. So it's not really just a one off that the Rams offensive line got beat up, I think. I think you just it was a strength against strength going up against each other and the defense came out on top. Really it's kind of shocking just to not be able to see the Rams run the ball at all and all the way it was on Matthew Stafford and kind of crumbled under the pressure towards the end of the game.
1: Yeah, he um he had another Another tough outing there for Stafford. We'll talk about that here in a moment, but you had mentioned that defensive line really holding the Rams rushing um, attack in, in check. We had seen them run the ball pretty effectively throughout the month of December. And then here we are, the calendar switches to 2022, and they're starting to struggle again there on the ground. 27 rushing attempts is what we saw the Rams take total of 64 yards that's just not gonna get it done on the other side of the field we saw the 49ers run it for 31 times for a total of 135 yards Um, that just speaks to that physical nature of their offense I think but you had mentioned Stafford and, and and I wanted to to talk to you about him because can it be all on Matthew Stafford I mean yes he had two uh interceptions that one at the end ob- that almost made me cry <laughs> jb i'm not going to i'm not going to sugarcoat that but um his overall numbers weren't bad other than those two interceptions 21 of 32 238 yards three touchdowns um can it be all on stafford to win i think we need somebody else to step up here what are your thoughts
0: it's a very fair point i think one thing you'll see from the first half that was different to the second is Hey, the run game wasn't working. It wasn't overly effective, but at least they were, they had the threat of it in the first half, and they pretty much got away from it completely in the second half. So we know there was the toe issue, toe gate, if you want to call it that, where maybe the Rams should have been because they were getting a lot of interior pressure, moving the pocket, uh, getting Stafford out on the run, but that just wasn't available to them, according to Sean McVay because they wanted to, you know, be conservative with Stafford and rest for the playoffs, I guess is the thought process. But now, here we are. I, yeah, I think you would expect the offensive line to play better, especially against a Cardinals team that doesn't necessarily have the same defensive line play or the same edge rushers. So, uh, you know, the weight all can be on Stafford, you're right. But the Rams could have done things, I think, to alleviate the pressure on him and might not have been available to them in this certain game. I think moving forward, that ne- won't necessarily be the case.
1: Yeah, let's let's hope not. And you're 100% right because, um, you know, with Stafford – being Stafford right we know that he can be pressured into bad decisions we've seen that throughout the course of the year um, so I feel like and I, I know we've talked about this on the pod um, previously probably multiple times but I feel like McVeigh needs to understand that when it comes to play calling um, and I'm sure he does I mean he he's a He's a very bright individual, so he definitely knows what he's doing, but um, I'd like to see that show up in the play calling just a little bit more because you're 100% right. They moved away from that rushing attack in the second half, and um, I think they paid the price for it. Sony Michelle a total of 21 attempts, which is good. We want to see him carry the ball um, a significant Um, amount but only 43 yards is two yards per clip there so not so good uh, from his production JB one thing I've noticed while I was kind of looking over some of the stats from previous games and it kind of showed up in the 49ers game this past week do you think that maybe his rapport with the other receivers, isn't quite as strong as it is with Cooper Cup um, and Tyler Higby. They're the only two receivers who caught more than two passes against the 49ers, and that seems to be something that we've noticed, that I've noticed over the course of the season. Um, A, so two-part question for you. A, um, is it just a matter of him being or needing to get more familiar with the offense? It's only his first season. I think we need to keep that in mind. Um, and B, how much of it can be attributed to the loss of Robert Woods? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, Cooper cup has been great. I'm not, he's putting up amazing statistics, having an amazing year, right? But I'm not sure it's the most efficient way to run an offense when you channel it through one guy. And the Rams really need a number two person to step up. Usually that's Robert Woods. I think you miss him in a big way not only in the pass game, but in the run blocking too. I think initially when Robert Woods went down, you thought Van Jefferson would be that number two, but his role has really been reduced lately when he's splitting snaps at the wide receiver three spot with Ben Skoranek. OBJ plays most of the snaps, but the production just isn't there with him, uh, especially between the 20 yard lines, you know, in the middle of the field. When you get in the red zone, he's a, he's a big threat, but yeah, Higby, really seems like the number two option right now. And he's pretty good in the short yardage area, but that doesn't really help you much in the vertical passing game. And that's really the threat that they've been missing over the last month or so. What do you think, Rob? Yeah. Any, any suggestions for them moving forward?
1: (laughs) You know, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see more of that run game. Obviously that wasn't quite as effective um, as it had been in the games previous. So Going into this game against the Cardinals, they need to establish that run because they can run on the Cardinals. You're 100% right. That defensive line for the Cardinals is not nearly as stout. doesn't bring the same type of physicality that the 49ers bring on that defensive line. Um, I think it's interesting, and this is something I mused about on Twitter not too long ago, but I wonder, just you know, spitballing here, how many of Matthew Stafford's turnovers would be reduced if Robert Woods were there. I'm thinking maybe his presence is being missed. If you think about it, um, Cup, Woods and Higby were all with Los Angeles when McVay um, took over as coach, or at least came in with McVay. So they have that familiarity with that offense. Um, and that could have really helped Stafford out a lot, I think, but um, obviously we're just left to speculate defensively you know you're up 17 to 3 at the half I felt confident going in um, that they could have should have um held on to that game held on to that lead how much of this loss can we chalk up to the Los Angeles Rams defense JB
0: yeah I mean where the Rams completely abandoned the run the 49ers doubled down even in a deficit, so you got to give them credit. They made some adjustments in the run game. They had those really neat inside pitch plays that were really effective, and they really abused Troy Reader in the run game. So I think something that's going to be interesting moving forward this week is Troy Reader. We know he's better against the run than the pass, but you also have a guy in Trevin Howard who's a converted safety. He's better against the pass, but you really can't put him out there against teams like the 49ers. They're going to run it right at you because he's going to get bodied. He's going to get... He's not able to get off blocks the way Reader is, and he's not nearly as effective in the run game. So I think you'll see a lot more of Howard against the Cardinals. But yeah, they Kyle Shanahan, he had Troy Reader's number on uh, last weekend. So I think that was just, it's hard. That's your Achilles heel, and it's hard to have a liability out on the field and someone getting picked on like that. So yeah. hopefully that won't be the case this week.
1: Yeah, 100% there with the, with Troy Reader, And and he's calling um, the defense this week, I do believe. So we'll see how that plays out for, for the Rams. We'll talk more about that here in just a moment. But uh, there's no surprises when it comes to the 49ers. You know what's coming when it comes to that Shanahan offense. It's just a matter of can you stop it? In this particular case, we couldn't. Perhaps the loss of Ernest Jones, Um is being felt a little bit. We know that when it comes to the Rams defense, the weakness really is that linebacking unit. So, um, but tis a new week, tis a new game. The playoffs have started. Um, and JB, before we start talking about some of Monday night's action and what to look for, have you seen any of the games so far this weekend?
0: Yeah, I really thought Derek Carr was going to pull that one out Saturday afternoon, but I've been really a big fan of his this year. He lost his head coach. He lost one of his best receivers, and he's kept his team alive. The wheels could have easily fallen off, and he's kept them going. I think that's really impressive. But, unfortunately, their season's done, and Joe Burrow, it's rare for a quarterback to win their first playoff game, and he pulled it out against a pretty good team. So I think it was interesting. Not much going on Saturday night, though, right? Did you have any thoughts from yesterday?
1: Was that even a game on Saturday night? I thought maybe (laughs) the Bills just – Um, played one of their scrimmages on on television or something. That was something else. But, hey, you know what? Even though this is a Los Angeles Rams podcast, um, that year, man, the Raiders, an impressive team. I don't know how they move on um, to a different coach after the job um, that he's done with that team. Because you're 100%. Some of the things that they've run into, um, John Gruden being fired, uh, Henry Ruggs and, and what he did. Um, just all kinds of craziness. They overcame the Bengals are impressive. Joe Burrow is just a a young, impressive quarterback. So two good teams. And I think either team really deserved it, but you know, I had just switched the game over Tampa Bay was just putting the heels to Philly. So it looks like they're going to be moving on to round two. Uh, We don't know about the Cardinals. I'm sorry. We don't know about the, um, Cowboys and the 49ers. I think that's next. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Rams and the Cardinals because that's what we are here for. And this is game number three. Looking at the injury report, JB, what stands out to you?
0: Yeah, well, the Rams lost Jordan Fuller in that 49ers game, um, which is hard to hear McVay say, hey, it does, doesn't mean ish, right? And you lose one of your star players and defensive captains in Fuller. So The interesting thing about Fuller is his best games are when you don't mention his name. So it's just moving forward whenever you're evaluating the play of his replacements. um, If you're seeing them often, if you're talking about them often, it probably means that they're not playing up to the normal standard. So that's going to be big shoes to fill. And what do you think about the Eric Weddle signing? I bet you have a lot of thoughts on that, right?
1: You know, I like Eric Weddle. I I like this signing, even though he's 37 years old. Uh, He's been out of football for a couple of years. Um, He still has that intelligence, that IQ. And I think that's really what they're looking for. Because if you look at the 49ers game film, a lot of it um, can be attributed to just lack of communication and communication breakdown in that secondary. And so bringing somebody like that for the playoffs, I think um, that will really help out, maybe keep some of those young guys on the same page. I'm excited to see Terrell Burgess. Um, get his first start of the season. Um, he's been playing mostly special teams this year. So getting him out on the field, um, he he may be just another diamond in the rough. Who knows why he hasn't um, played much this season. It certainly isn't because of depth, but uh, with he and, and Nick Scott making the start, I think Eric Weddle, um, it's, it's good to bring him back. And um, not for nothing, but they also... Brought back Blake Countess um, as well on that same day, kind of an under the radar signing, but he could be someone who um, has a part to play in all of this. Yet, should the Rams move on to um, round two, may get Taylor Rapp at that back at that point. Van Jefferson looks like he was questionable on the injury report, but I would I would suspect he plays. Um, JB, on the Cardinal side of things, J.J. Watt, Cliff Kingsbury, was very noncommittal about him. He may go, he may not go. If he does, is that going to help or hurt their defense? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I would attribute that to gamesmanship mostly. I think Watt's going to play, especially when they were talking about it last week uh, during the Cardinals game. Seems like they have every intention to play him. Uh, He's not necessarily the same player that we saw when he won multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards, but um, he's still a good, solid person, and he's going to help that offensive line, especially just from a leadership and locker room standpoint. So they'll probably get a little bit of an emotional boost having him back, which isn't great for the Rams, but not necessarily sure you'll see him disrupt uh, games as opposed to the way the Rams number 99 does, right? So he's pretty good. He's pretty special. Um, but James Connor, he's the game time decision. Rondale Moore, those would be big losses for the Cardinals, especially considering no new Hopkins. They have AJ green. They really need a second or third wide receiver to merge uh, to challenge that Rams passing defense with those safeties out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Without Deandre Hopkins, that still remains the biggest uh, missing piece for the Cardinals. And I mean, as long as we can see what we saw a couple weeks ago, um, if Aaron Donald's, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, they can continue to get after Kyler Murray and force him into bad decisions. Um, I think they have a chance of pulling this one out. Um, You have to give them the benefit of the doubt. At least I think maybe that's just me being a homer, but um, got to give this one to the Rams, I would think. We'll talk about predictions here in a moment. But before we do, speaking about coming back from injury... Cam Akers made his season debut last week, didn't get a lot of carries, so he didn't really flash all that much. What can we expect from Cam Akers this week, JB?
0: Yeah, you didn't really get a good look at him, but it was good to see him get tackled and bounce right back up. You know, that's it that always makes you nervous. And looking back, he was such a special player for the Rams as a rookie. I really think he could be valuable in the past game, especially since we've seen Sonny Michelle kind of struggle with that in the last couple of weeks even though he'd been reliable in the middle of the season. So you can definitely, if if you need to have a more shortened passing game, Kmakers makers going to be a nice check down option, open things up underneath, and then you can take those deep shots when they start keying off on that. So I think it'll be a big boost and he looked, he looked good. So in the limited action we saw him in, what do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still um skeptical <laughs> just because of the injury that he's coming off of, uh, it does make me a little bit nervous. So um, but I hope he's I hope he's full speed. I hope we see the cam makers. I hope he still has that explosiveness that we saw last season, particularly um the cam makers we saw in Lambo, because he tripped to Lambo Field again this season, maybe in our future. Um, and with that being said. That brings us to prediction time. I think I kind of blew it. I think y'all know where I'm going with this one. But JB, what do you predict in this weekend's wild card matchup?
0: What do you, do you buy that the Cardinals are road warriors, but they're so much better away from home? No. And that, you know, that whenever the Rams match up with them early in the season, they won at SoFi Stadium. The Rams won in Arizona. So do you buy this notion that this is a road warrior type team?
1: No, no, I don't. You know what? I, I attribute the, the um, I believe it was what week four matchup against the Cardinals that, that they just got completely blown out. Right. Um, didn't even look good. I I think maybe the Cardinals just took them by surprise. It came out a little bit faster than, than what the Rams were looking um, or expecting rather. They were on their heels the entire game. So uh, they got that corrected. I, I, don't think we're going to see that same performance. I think SoFi sees its first playoff game, its first win for the home team. Let's, let's hoping, JB, that this time there's more blue in the stands than red. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think – I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a good, a good, hard-fought win, but I think it's going to be the Rams.
0: Yep, I tend to agree with you. And we've seen quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs really struggle. This is not only Kyle Murray's first game, but it's also Cliff Kingsbury's first playoff game. And, you know, experience always seems to win out in these situations. And I know it seems like a silly thing to account for, but that's just the way the NFL works. And we've seen Joe Joe Burrow be the exception to the rule, but also we saw Jalen Hurts kind of fall on his face this afternoon too. So uh, hopefully Kyle Murray does the same. I think it's just a lot of pressure. He doesn't necessarily have all of his weapons available at his disposal. And you have Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald on the opposite end of the field, and Von Miller. That's that's a scary defense, and a lot of those guys were out in the last game because of COVID. So I, I think it's just too much to ask going against that Rams defense, and I think they'll win pretty handily.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I tend to agree. Um, Rams across the board. So there it is. Shocking surprise for all of our loyal listeners. JB, looking at the NFC playoff picture, the only NFC team that has advanced is going to be Tampa. Um, So depending on how things shake out, they're probably going to be staying home next week. Um, So it really just kind of, there's some things to look at here, right? Obviously um, how this, Cowboys 49ers game goes is really going to depend I think where the Rams if I'm not mistaken um, end up playing if the Cowboys win the Rams head off to Lambo. if the 49ers win the Rams head off to Tampa um, is there one that you would prefer to see more than the other JB
0: yeah I mean you're probably going to have to go to Lambo either way assuming you keep winning uh, just the 49ers winning might postpone that by a week, and you know I think that's a good thing. I think Tampa Bay is pretty susceptible. We know the injury troubles they've had. We know Chris Godwin's gone. We know Antonio Brown's gone. It just doesn't seem to be the same threatening team from a year ago. So definitely would favor the Rams if they go out there next week. Um, but yeah, it hurts to cheer for the 49ers. I think I am. Uh, the Cowboys and the 49ers are similar teams in some ways, where really they come and go as turnovers. You know, occur so. Dak Prescott makes some interesting throws into traffic. So does Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it's a, whoever plays clean football is going to win that game, likely.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm right there with you. I am actually cheering for the 49ers um, as well, and I'll tell you why here in just a moment. But yes, those two teams match up really well. Um, with the strength of the Cowboys team being that defense, the strength of the 49ers offense being that rushing attack. Um, And Debo Samuel, yes, he gets under our skin as Rams fan. There's no denying that, but he is a beast on the field. There's no denying that either. There's a reason though, JB, that I want to see the, the, the Niners win this because if they do, they head off to Lambeau. And I think they have a really good chance with the way that team's built of beating the Packers in Lambeau field. Physical defense, physical offense plays really well on the road and in the wintertime. The Rams, I think, have a good chance of beating Tampa Bay, which means, JB, my dream of the Rams 49ers NFC Championship rematch will finally come to fruition. Yes, back in 1989, these two teams met and the Rams got killed. So it would be nice to see, I know Rams friends are like, I don't know if we want to see the Rams and the Niners again but I think it would be fun, fun matchup. But for right now, it is just a dream. The Niners have to get it done against the Cowboys. Um, JB, any last minute thoughts Uh before we get the heck out of here?
0: Sure. Well, it's been a quite a year for the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay coaching tree. You know, the top three teams in the NFC maybe right now are from that same tree. So you have, you know, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur LaFleur in Green Bay, and then Sean McVay. So then in the AFC, you have Zach Taylor, who was with the Rams not too long ago. So that really seems to be the future of the NFL. And those are going to be four formidable teams moving forward as well. Um, But you wonder if the 49ers do go to Green Bay next week, you know, you have Kyle Shanahan, the elder statesman of the coaching tree versus, you know, a branch off of that. So You just wonder if Big Brother always wins. That seems to be the case for the Rams and the 49ers. So who knows what will happen? We'll be watching. Monday night's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if this ends up being our last last minute thoughts podcast of the season. You know, it's been a hell of a year for the Rams. And um, I won't say it's been disappointing. I think Matthew Stafford, as much flack as we've maybe given him over the course of the year, um, the Rams have had a lot of issues and a lot of hurdles they've had to overcome over the course of the year and learning a new offense, especially one as um, complex as what Sean McVay runs is not easy for any quarterback. I don't care what type of experience they have. So no matter what happens Monday night, um, big ups to Matthew Stafford coming and making it a successful year, regardless of the outcomes. So um, JB is just about game time, which means um, yeah, go Niners, go Rams. And as always, for all of your Los Angeles Rams reading pleasures, um, feel free to visit turfshowtimes.com. And, JB, if I might add, that's not just during the season, but um, during the off-season as well. Um, Hit us up if you have any questions. JB, where can the people find you should they want to?
0: Of course. Well, Kenneth Arthur always says we go 365, so... We'll be here all season long, free agency, the draft, and it's going to be a lot of fun covering it. It'll be my first time doing it. So stay in the comments section at winners and losers right after the game. So yes. what about you, Rob?
1: You know, same. I'm looking forward to uh, this NFL draft, regardless of how the season shakes out for the Rams. It'll be interesting to see the pieces that they bring in. And I'm always excited to see that. So it'll be fun to cover that for the first time. But, uh, you know, if anyone wants to hit me up, I'm on the tweet machine at Robert Finn is me. So feel free to drop in, say hello, and check out all my random nonsense. But in any case, time to get the heck out of here. This was the Turf Show Times Last Minute Thoughts podcast. We hope to talk to you all again next week, uh, Monday night, Rams Cardinals from SoFi Stadium. Go Rams.